basically I don't want to buy it unless there's no way I can lose. So in this case, because it was kind of a semi-industrial area, you know, so you have shops across the street and then you also have mixed in with some single family. Wouldn't have been a great place to do a full remodel or build a brand new construction. I mean, because that's what you would be looking at doing is a brand new construction there. But like I said, I figured worst case scenario, I got a lot. I can build on it later. You know, we can figure something out. We make money on it somehow. everybody coming at you guys with another episode of behind the deal at carrot i want to make sure my mic is working you guys hear me you guys hear me we are good cool. we are we're all good awesome so guys if you guys are popping in new from youtube or from facebook uh this is our it's still new it's still fresh it's still got a fresh coat of paint it's uh, our new series called Behind the Deal, where every other week we're going to get behind the deal and break down a deal with one of our Carrot customers. Uh, we've had Mr. Bo Hollis on uh, the last couple where we broke down a deal where he got a car and he's given the car away. And we broke down another deal a couple weeks ago where it was over a $50,000 profit. It was our first deal that him and I did together, a Google PPC deal. We showed the video. So go back and look at that one. And also we had Mr. Keith Sant on where he broke down a really, really cool deal up there in Tacoma, Washington. So today we'll, we'll reintroduce you to, um, actually Anthony is sitting about half a mile down the road from me probably right now, but, uh, dude, welcome on, welcome back on the carrot community, but that's on your first behind the deal, dude. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So we're going to talk today about a deal that we're calling the zombie house. And so we've got a video we're going to show you guys here in a bit. Uh, but before we do, I want you guys, wherever you're listening to watching from, if you're watching live, pop into the YouTube or Facebook chat, just let us know, Hey, that you're here, that you're alive. We are going to take questions a little bit later. Uh, we're going to break down the deal. We'll talk about anything on the deal that we want you guys want to talk about. And our aim really with these behind the deals is to demystify and break down the process. Cause we want you guys to take these up episodes, you can go away and say, man, the process is simpler than I thought it was. Or shoot, there's a tough deal. It's a zombie house. How did Anthony get through that? Or how did they get the, the lead? And so you can start to ramp up the way that you're getting leads, leveraging Carrot uh, itself. So before we show the deal, Anthony, I want you to, uh, first of all, let's kind of let people know who you are. Um, what do you do? And then we're going to dive into the, into the, the zombie house video. Anthony Beckham, real estate broker here in Roseburg, Oregon. Um, do a few wholesale deals a year. Um, but the primary focus is of course the real estate business where we're doing more than a hundred traditional sales. Yeah. So you, you, you guys are, dude, you guys are pretty darn high volume now on, on the agent side of things. And we were just talking a bit ago and I want to bring this up after we break down the zombie house deal, but how there sometimes is some seasonality with leads and deals. We'll kind of talk about what you're seeing, but uh, guys, this is a guy who's a player, hundreds of transactions on the agent side. And then we're in a small market, right? So we're not in a, t a town of 200,000 people. It's a town of 30,000, 25,000. Five, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it's small. And so Anthony's been able to really penetrate the market. So let's do this now. I want to toss it over to you, Brady. Uh, dude, anything before we dig into the zombie house video? Um, I don't have anything specifically to mention. Anthony, I just want to call it because he's probably going to be too humble and undersell himself. This guy, we had him on the carrot cast maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, it was, I think at the time you're 23, you had done your first 300K in commissions that year. Was that ever right? 
Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's grown very quickly and gone from solo guy, added a couple people to the team, and we've got to, you know, kind of be on that journey with him, have him on the podcast. So we'll link that up if you guys want to go check out just to get some context for where he started and where he is now. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna look at this zombie house video and and find out how Anthony sold it twice and why. I'm curious <laughs> to find out after we roll this video what made you want to buy this decrepit thing in the first place. So. Yeah, if we don't have anything else, then we can roll this this bad boy and see. Dude, I, I think the only thing, and, and like I so said, we'll, we'll break down the deal big time is, guys, I want you guys to pop through the comments box wherever you're watching this, if you're watching it live, um, and let us know where you're calling in from. Like, where where are you? Uh, what's your market? Are you an investor, an agent? Let's let us know there's some life out there and there's not a bunch of zombies on the other end of the, the digital webs. <laughs> um, but but also this one, it came from a Google pay-per-click lead uh, from actually one of our team members. So uh, this is uh, an interesting part of the dynamic that we'll probably talk about is you can still do deals without having to be an agent or an investor, you can be the marketer and then you can find someone who can close the deal uh, or who's an amazing agent like Anthony, if that's what you guys want to do. But yeah, let's roll into it. So it came from Google PPC from one of our carrot team members who's been experimenting himself on how to pull out some deals, uh, send it over to Anthony to do the rest of the work and we'll let the video roll. I just purchased this place last Friday. It's Wednesday now. I haven't had time to come over here. I've seen it from the outside, but I haven't gone inside of it yet. So we'll have to crack it open and see. I brought some tools, so hopefully we can like get the plywood off and check it out. If we look here, uh, they have padlocks. I don't have any keys, so it's just gonna be uh, trying to figure this out. So let's explore it and take a look. Yeah, yeah we're in. I just <laughs> bought a house without seeing the inside of it. Who does that? I think at this point we've reached uh, the next <clears throat> level where we're gonna need to go grab some tools if we're gonna get in this place. We also have a 16 pound sledgehammer. We're getting in this. We're gonna have to use the last resort, which was the 16 pound sledgehammer as our first resort because we're running out of daylight. Door. I think we just found our way in, guys. Board. Give it a knock for real and see what happens. It's just like someone like opens that. God, I'm freaking myself out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. This is what I just bought. This has to be tore down. This isn't even a joke, dude. Can you see that? Oh my goodness. There's our end. What is all in the jars? Body parts. Oh my God. So what do you think, man? Just bought this thing for 25.5. Good deal or what? This is pretty nuts though. Look at all these turds. There's so many turns, oh bro. God. Oh God, that's the worst. Anthony, check it. Dude, that's creepy right there. That's creepy. So, I mean, now that I've actually looked inside, uh, I don't know how much money we're actually gonna make on this thing, but bought this house without seeing the inside for 25,500. Now I know that it's creepy and <laughs> dilapidated, which I had a pretty good feeling, but I did not think it was gonna be that bad. I think remodeling this place is like next to not happening.
Dude, that's awesome, man. For, for, <laughs> first of all, first of all, because I, anytime I watch these videos, it's my first time watching the video too. And that's one of the things I love about it. Um, did you guys put that whole video together? Was it a collab between you guys and the carrot team? It was an awesome video. Uh, it was actually something, I mean, it had to have been close to a year ago now that yeah. we, that we did that deal. And so we recorded the whole thing. And so he just kind of chopped it up, made a sweet, nice and sweet little video and awesome. It it's well. making life yeah. easier for team carrot. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, you, you guys did great, man. So let, let's do this first. Cause people might be having the question, like what the heck is a zombie house? So Anthony, what, what is a zombie house? So uh, the funny part is I didn't, I didn't name it the zombie house. <laughs> it was actually on the lead form that the lead filled out. She put under condition, you know, cause it asked the condition of the house. She just wrote yep. in zombie house. Oh, really? Like, All right. This one's gonna, this one's gonna be nice. You know? So that's awesome so you took the lead it came from a google pay-per-click um through a carrot site here in this little tiny town of roseburg mm -hmm. and you paid 25 grand for that and that's probably one thing that that um people might be wondering well you can buy houses for twenty-five thousand bucks in other markets like memphis or you know detroit things like that but not usually here so what are what are the average sales prices of a home here so people can have context the average sales price here in roseburg is now over three hundred thousand. um mm -hmm you know, the, the lot itself had been worth like at least 35,000. I thought worst case scenario, I'd have to tear it down. That would cost about 10 grand. So, mm -hmm. you know, worst case scenario, I'm, I'm getting a lot for the cost of tearing it down. That's sort of yep. So that, that's an awesome way to, way to look at it there. <clears throat> Cause even if the house is, doesn't matter the, the internal condition at that point, you can tear it down, you know, raise the lot and then you could sell it for break even at, at the worst. So I think that's an amazing lesson there is, Man, I was reading a book. It was um, uh, "Am I Being Too Subtle" by um, Sam Zell, like one of the biggest real estate investors in the history of the United States. And one thing that he talks about is how he weighs risk and how he weighs decisions. And he said he always wants to protect his downside and be insanely clear what the downside is and be okay with the downside, but he wants to make sure to have an outsized upside. And so with this example here and with your other deals that you do too, kind of how do you go about looking at that risk versus reward when you're going to buy a property like this? Basically, I don't want to buy it unless there's no way I can lose. Yep. <laughs> so in this case, you know, I mean, I looked into building a shop because it was a multi-zoned mm. lot. So that would bring in more than doing a brand new house. Plus it was kind of a semi-industrial area, you know, so you have shops across the street and then you also have mixed in with some single family. Wouldn't have been a great place to do a full remodel or build a brand new construction. I mean, because that's what you would be looking at doing is a brand new construction there. But like I said, I figured worst case scenario, I got a lot. I can build on it later. You know, we can figure something out. We make money on it somehow. Love it, dude. So you guys, you guys went in there, <clears throat> you took the property down for 25K. Is that what she, did she ask for 25K or do you need to go, negotiate down to that? I looked at the lead form again today before the video and no, she was actually actually asking 80,000. Oh, and, okay. And I went out there, well, you know, I, I couldn't get a hold of her for the, for the first, you know, at least a good week where I was sending texts every day, calling every day, sending emails every day. Finally, actually drove out to the property and took a picture of the house and texted her. And I'm like, hey, I'm here right now. You know, it looks like something we can make work. Give me a call as soon as you can. Um, and anyway, so she ended up getting a, getting a hold of me and I just kind of explained, you know, my position uh, as an investor. And, you know, obviously we got to make some, make some money on it. And at 80,000, it's, you know, not happening. <laughs> so that, that lead was a carrot lead though. Did you, did you pay for the lead? Cause it wasn't generated by your own. What's the story with that? 
And so it actually came from one of your guys' team members that, you know, sent, sent, has a site, has some good SEO, obviously learns from the best. Uh, and uh, so he shoots me over leads every once in a while. And this is, this is one of those. So it actually wasn't generated off my, I have an investor site as well as my agent site, but it wasn't generated off my site. It was generated off his. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. And and with with that too, that's a cool topic to dive into. And one thing I want to do is really dive into this later this quarter in Q1 is really how to ramp up paid ads because that's what he did in that case. It was a Google ad. Um, and in this market, you're not going to be able to scale that up very big, right? Because it's a small market. So you're going to have to scale out to the whole state of Oregon or multiple cities. But in a town like this, you could probably get a, a solid couple good leads a month, maybe, um, maybe one to three, depending on, you know, depending on, uh, how broad you're making the keywords for sellers. Um, but you're probably going to be able to close between one and five deals, maybe one in 10 deals a year in a market that's a sub 50,000. Um, so if anyone is looking at, well, shoot, I'm going to, I'm going to city like, like Roseburg where it's 25 or 30,000. Um, make sure that you're looking at it, uh, from the realistic perspective of you're not going to pull 20 deals a year out of it from PPC or SEO in one market of 25,000. But if you want to expand to a bunch of markets of 25,000, uh, one of our clients, Kyle Bigger, he's in most, a ton of areas in Oregon, Klamath Falls, Roseburg, like Springfield, all these kind of cities outside of the main area. Um, he's in, he's in all kinds of those cities and piles up eight to 10 deals a month because he's hitting 30 different cities of that size. So guys just, just really put the realism behind the goals. Uh, if you're seeing this and going, man, amazing deal. Is he going to get 10 of these a month? No. Uh, <laughs> but you can definitely pull some good deals out of it. So you took the deal down, you got it for 25 K. Um, what did you end up doing, man? Cause you, you, you described, and you mentioned that you sold this property twice. So how did how did that break down and, and what did the process look like? So whenever I do these, I normally will pay cash for them. So it's more of like a whole tail kind of situation just so that it's easier. Um, so I paid cash, the 25.5. And then, you know, I hadn't even, I hadn't decided whether I was going to take a sign in the yard, whether I was going to build. I was talking with my contractor about the different options. Hmm. Uh, and an investor that I've worked with, I've sold him a handful, handful of homes, reached out and was like, hey, we're going to be in town. Do you have anything? And I'm like, well... I got this one place, but to be honest, I don't really even know a whole lot about it. I mean, it's pretty rough, but you know, you're free to go drive by and check it out. And, yeah. and anyway, they, you know, they asked how much I'd want for it. I told them 45,000 and they're like, all right, let's do it. So, really? huh. <laughs> yep. So we ended up selling it for 45, 45. So that was 19, five, you know, mm-hmm. gross off of it. And then those guys, uh, hired like a dumpster crew and all this stuff. I mean, it was a hoarder house. You saw what, what you could see in there. Um, (laughs) they, uh, so they had it all cleared out and then ended up calling me and being like, Hey, there's some more stuff going on here that we just don't really have the time to deal with. We'd rather allocate these funds elsewhere. Mm. Uh, can we go ahead and list it? So I think we listed at like 61 or something like that. 62,000 ended up selling it for 58,500 for them. So they ended up walking away with around like 5,000 profit from it just by having it cleaned out and putting it back on the market. And then I got a three and a half percent, uh, commission on, on the back end. So not only did we make the 20, 20 grand to begin with, but you know, we ended up making a commission on it a couple months later too. So. Dude, I, I need to drive by and check out the house now. Like, do you know, is, has it been fixed up or no. what do they do with it? Last time that I, that I went by there, it still looked exactly the same really? as, it, oh, as it did. Yeah. So, so what, what gets me is how much work did they have to do to get it on the MLS? Like, 
you know, clean it out. I mean, it was they just had to call me. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, they they took all the boards down and they they hired a crew that came in and hauled all the stuff out. And mm-hmm. essentially, that's that's all they did. They were working with City to figure out, you know, what they were going to require, and City was going to require more than what they really wanted to do, just because it was in such bad condition. It's one of those things. If it's you know fifty one percent or more dilapidated, then they would rather you tear it down. Then uh, give you the permits to rebuild it and that sort of thing. Still was going to be doable, but it would just would have cost them more than the, they wanted to get into. Gotcha. So when you went to look at it originally, were you kind of gauging like, oh, this is if, this is about fifty two percent dilapidated? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. But the inside was way worse than what I had anticipated. I mean, they they basically did a homemade add on there. Uh, that was still all open framing, but I didn't think it was going to be that bad because someone was living there, you know, just a couple of weeks before <laughs> I had went and, and seen the property for the first time. Yep. So I'm like, well, it can't be that bad. Right. I mean, someone's living there, but then you get in there. I mean, you saw the, you saw, I don't need to say anymore. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, so on, on this one here, we, we might have mentioned it at the start, but I want to give people context. If you're an agent watching this or an investor watching this, you know, where the seller came from. So once again, the seller went to the internet, did a Google search, but um, was was it the seller that was living there? Were they a absentee owner in some other state? Kind of what was the seller's situation? So they were local. It was kind of an interesting situation. I think it was like an inheritance. Um, okay. One of the daughters was living there, but she was disabled. Mm. Um, and anyway, she had had some sort of accident. And so they took her into a care home. And then, you know, the sister that was with it um, was kind of taken over and she's actually the one who submitted the lead form and who I dealt with the majority of the time. Gotcha. Cool. I, I love it. So one, one, one quick thing I want to, I want to talk about here because people might be asking on, on the lead gen side of it. Once again, we launched a, a Google pay-per-click campaign, this particular lead. Um, I remember talking with Alex about it when it came in. Cause he, he asked me, he's like, dude, so do you know where this area is in Roseburg? And I go, I think it's over there by the baseball fields and da, da, da. And then he brought up the zombie house thing and the lead itself was probably a hundred to $200 lead. Um, and some kind of break down some numbers here, hundred to $200 lead. Um, it probably took 10 to 15, maybe leads that he, that he sent through to you over that time or whatever it was to probably get one of these deals out. So let's say it was a thousand to 2000 bucks. And then it turned into a 20 some odd thousand dollar profit. So you guys can see that there's that, the, the numbers I like to use is if you can, uh, and we see this quite a bit, but not every time, if you can put a dollar in and get $10 out, um, that's, that's usually what we love to shoot for with a, a paid ad campaign. Um, oftentimes it might be a dollar into four out, dollar into five out if you're in a really competitive market. But uh, we see quite a bit if you can scale it up good, a dollar in to eight to ten dollars out if you can make it. And this one landed around that for the whole deal there. And then like you mentioned, you got the listing out of it as well, which is a really cool way to kind of double dip on it. Uh, I love it. Anything else about this deal, guys? Because there's a couple of topics I want to talk about that's not related to this deal. Also kind of talk about the market, what you're seeing as an agent investor. Well, dude, so let, let's talk about, let's talk for a few minutes about market. Let's talk about kind of what you're seeing, Anthony, since you have your hands on so many transactions uh, as as an agent. And when we originally talked, um, shoot, a couple of years ago, right after you had uh, shown up to Carrot Camp here, you were... Um, pretty much a solo guy. I mean, you you weren't like just one person, but you didn't have any buyer's agents on your team, things like that. What's your team 
look like now? Because I think that's a really cool and interesting journey going from the dude hustling everything, probably seven days a week. And, and you might still be working your butt off still, but you've got a team now. So what 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 does the team look like now and how that transition work for you? Yeah, so it's now myself and then we have three admin staff, kind of ISA, transaction coordinator, office manager, and then two buyer's agents. And then I also have a full-time videographer that's part mm -hmm. of our team. So he does cool. all the listing videos. And then when we have extra time, we do fun stuff like the zombie house, for instance. Yeah. So what, what's your what's your work look like now versus before? Because before you were the guy showing all the houses to the buyers, which I'm sure in a market like right now is crazy. So like 30 houses per buyer. But what's your work uh, average work week look like now running a team versus being the dude driving around all the time? You know, I, I still work six days a week. I now take Sundays off for the most part. But the biggest mm -hmm. difference is that in having those buyer's agents, I am now, well, I rarely do a showing. You know, I still mm -hmm. do all the listing appointments, but I rarely do a showing. And that's really what's going to start eating up your evenings and your weekends. I mean, it yep. was, you know, especially throughout the summer, I wouldn't be home until it got dark, you know, so nine mm -hmm. o'clock at night, a lot of, a lot of nights, and then plus every single weekend for the first few years. So it's been, it's been a great transition and mm -hmm. I still work a lot, but I work on things that I enjoy a little bit more and yep. kind of get a step back as the CEO visionary um, and do more of that work that actually gives me energy and that I enjoy more than running around opening doors. And dude, the, the cool thing is too, so the, the phase of life and business you're in right now is different than where I'm at and different where other people who are listening in those early years, especially before you have kids and while you have a lot more time and, and more flexibility, really putting the head down and growing the business, man, is, is one of the most valuable things that we can do as an entrepreneur is really setting the stage for that business. And so you've started to build the team, build some systems, move more towards some of the things that give you more energy, um, but you're still hitting it hard because the market's really good right now and it's kind of one of those things where it's like you've got to get it while the getting's good um yeah. and you're also building process there what do you see um from your perspective what do you see market wise let's say in a year or two i mean do you guys see the factors showing it's going to continue to grow uh do you guys see things slowing down in a year or two from your perspective well it depends on what economist you're talking to because yeah. it seems like everybody's got a different idea but as of right now i mean it's it's been crazy go out mm -hmm. to a property give them a cma they're not ready yet and they're not going to be ready for three months go back out and it's like we're adding tens of thousands of dollars because mm -hmm. two of their neighbors sold for 30 you know every time someone sells in the neighborhoods it's setting a new record yep. um so you got new comps to go off of so that we're starting to get into fall. Things are slowing down a little bit as far as, you know, we, we have a goal of hit, hitting four transactions um, pending every week. And if we do, I take everybody out to lunch. So that's always the goal. Um, and we've seen that slow down the last, last few weeks and it probably will be until after the first of the year, we're still doing deals, but things yep. are going to slow down as far as the market as a whole. I mean, I, I would have to think we still got, got some time before anything too crazy happens, mainly because of inflation. I mean, that's my own personal opinion. Whenever you see the hedge funds and all the smart money and everything going into real estate, these, these hedge funds that are uh, disguised as eye buyers, you know, that's what we're all calling them. Yeah. Um, you know, the, that tells you if that's where that money is going, that's probably a safe, safe bet. And mm -hmm. so I think we still got, you know, a year or two um, before we really start. It, sh it shouldn't be double digit increases every year. I mean, I yeah. think that needs to slow down and it will. Um, but I don't think we're going to see like a huge crash or anything like that, yeah. especially 
we didn't have any foreclosures now for over a year in our market because um, all that's been put on halt and you know it seems like the banks are working with people so i don't think we're going to see like a big wave of foreclosures or anything like that like we were anticipating at first Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that too. There's a few factors that are just fundamental healthy factors that, that I think most of us not, I'll be the first one to call myself on. I, I didn't see them two years ago. I think mm-hmm. a lot of us were thinking going into 2020 and I've said this many times that things were going to, we're going to stop growing. Right. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, they accelerated. And there were some factors there related to COVID that kind of helped accelerate it a bit. But when you're looking at a lot of the factors, they weren't related to COVID. It was a uh, limited inventory in the market. And yeah. the fact that uh, we were underbuilt around America, and I know Roseburg is for sure underbuilt by a factor of half um, by, shoot, I think it was usually in a decade, there's about 10 million homes built. And there was like five to 6 million homes built that last decade from 2010 through 20. And that's a lot of houses. You're not going to be able to make that up in one year. And then you have the, the timber uh, shortage and all the supply shortage, which drives, drives houses up more, which then slows down the building cycle a little bit. And so you have, you're starting to have those commodities go back down. Some housing permits are starting to level off, um, improving some markets. Uh, some housing permits went down a little bit as prices went way up where people are like, Hey, I'm going to wait for the lumber to go back down. So then that helped, that hurts the inventory issue even more. And then like you were mentioning, there is that foreclosure side of it where um, they will start to release foreclosures in the different markets as they do come through. But, but just like they did in the last um, downturn where there was a lot of foreclosures, they don't release them at once. You know, they'll release yeah. them in tranches. So if they have 10,000 foreclosures and they usually foreclose, I'm making this up, but 2000 a month, they might release 1500 of those back, those 10,000 foreclosures that are sitting there back and then 1500. And then they start to work it out over the next two to three years. So they're not devaluing their own inventory by releasing 10,000 at once. Um, so I'm, I'm with you, man. I think there's some really healthy things. Um, people, your age, people in the mid thirties, you know, get, getting up there. I know you're, yeah, early 20s. But then if you go up from your age all the way up to, let's say, 35, 36, 37, that's people that are in the buying, uh, their prime home buying years. And it's the largest home buying uh, cohort of people in America right now is those people that are oftentimes moving out of the urban area into a suburb, into a house. And so there's all these factors I think are going to keep making it healthy. It's the supply demand uh, that was just amplified a bit um, by some of the COVID stuff. So I'm with you. I think it's going to be one to two years minimum of strong markets, but not, yeah, not seeing 30% growth uh, year over year in year some market. Year, yeah. It might be 8%, you know, it might be seven or something like that. So if you guys are buying, make sure that you're not buying banking on a 10, 20, 30% appreciation. Buy because it's a great house. Uh, interest rates are still low or invest because the cash flow is there on the property, which tenants are going to continue to flock to rental properties because those are also, um, you can't find rental properties in, in Roseburg right now, which is crazy. Yeah. Dude, dude, so what what are you what are you doing right now on the marketing side? I know you've traditionally built an amazing brand here locally. Just great referrals. Uh, you have an engine with that. What are you doing uh, on the marketing side in general with your whole business? So between Carrot and our Zillow leads, that basically keeps the the buyers agents busy. Mm-hmm. Um, between those lead sources. I'm personally, I mean, a lot of my listings now are past clients and referrals. So we're seeing more and more of that. And then 
you know, just following the whole uh, content plan. You know, that's why I hired a videographer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our, our YouTube channel um, is doing really well. We've been real consistent with it. You know, my videographer comes to town at least once or twice a week and we just collect as much content as we can. And then, you know, he is able to give me a, a video or two back a week. And so anyway, that's been going really well. Um, we have a handful of thousands of views on several of our videos, which is crazy. And even though that's not a lot, whenever you're in a town of 25,000 people and you have 5,000 views on a video, um, you know, we, we start to see that we're out in town. There was the record so far as being recognized three times while we were actually out filming (laughs) in different neighborhoods and stuff like, Oh, I want your videos and stuff like that. I mean, so it's been, it's been super cool. There's a lot of power in that, especially in a smaller market. You know, of course I only can speak to a small, smaller market, but between the, the YouTube channel, I take that same content. I'm putting it on Instagram. I'm putting it on Facebook, but with paid ads. So people are really seeing me a lot on social media, or at least that's the plan. Dude, let, this is cool, man. So let, let's break this down a little bit. I, I did a Google search for a phrase. I knew that you had uh, created some content on, on your carrot site and in YouTube, uh, best neighborhoods in Roseburg. Uh, and it popped up as a suggestion. So you're still ranked number one in Google thereafter. You put that out June 24th, 2020. So that's shoot a year and a half later. And guys, if you're an agent or an investor and you're you're wondering like, what the heck is the evergreen marketing thing that Carrot's been talking about for years? Uh, this is one version of that where he created a great article uh, based on a video that he'd done uh, called the you know, top five best neighborhoods in Roseburg, Oregon. He's ranked number one on Google for that phrase on Google. So if someone's looking to buy a house in Roseburg or to move here, they're probably going to wonder like, what are the best neighborhoods? And his piece of content that he created over a year and a half ago or almost a year and a half ago is still ranked number one. You got a great YouTube video on that. Um, I know at one time you were ranking really high in YouTube for literally the phrase Roseburg, Oregon, I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're still there, but what are some of the other content pieces that you're finding uh, are starting to pull some some traffic for you or attention on the YouTube side? Are there certain topics that are working well or certain ones that we can kind of point out to give people ideas? I mean, the most popular ones have been the the neighborhoods video and the pros and cons, you know, okay. anything that's negative. I think people are able to hop on and <laughs> yep. check that out. Um, but yeah, I mean, the biggest I think the biggest uh, benefit to focusing so much on the YouTube channel and more more than that, even just the content is you're right. I mean, for the term Roseburg, Oregon, we were on the first page for a while because mm-hmm. I had built so much content around Roseburg. I yep. mean. So the, the Google juices, they, re, they really like it whenever you're using the whole uh, YouTube um, strategy. Alone. So that was in, in Google, not not just YouTube, right? Like Google in Roseburg, Oregon, you guys were popping Yeah, Yeah. If you type in Roseburg, Oregon in YouTube, we're probably four of the first 10 videos there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, dude, I'm, I'm looking at so many of these. So you've got one that you just published recently, eight mistakes to avoid when selling your home in Roseburg. And you've got a video, you've got some big crocodile tears coming on the video. I, I, dude, I love the way you guys are doing your, your thumbnails and just things like that, that are, that are really, really compelling. So that video a month ago, hundred and so hundred and some odd views. You've got some of these other ones that have thousands of views. Uh, what are you guys doing right now, Anthony, to come up with the ideas for the content that you're creating on the real estate uh, agent side of things? Well, for the most part, it's going to be, you know, I have like a keywords everywhere plugin or something like that. And so I'll type mm-hmm. in Roseburg, see what the most uh, frequently searched 
terms are on that. And then I also keep a close eye on other players, you know, in other parts of, of the States that are putting things out, what, what videos are doing best for them and Mm -hmm. then recreating them locally. I've also, I haven't done a lot of it yet, but you know, you can also just look up like, for instance, the seller mistakes. I mean, if you just Google up seller mistakes to avoid, um, there's plenty of articles that you can get ideas from and then just localize everything, you know? So So there's no, no oh, end to the ideas. Oh, dude, they, they, they never end. What, what's your cadence right now? So you've got, you've got a videographer. And if anyone sees a trend here, so Bo Hollis, uh, he is on the investor side of things, been really ramping up the video. His only employee right now, except this, I'm going to call him out on in a good way, like a good call out. I've been talking to him for years. I'm like, dude, you need an assistant because he pulls 20 something deals a month with no employees, just him uh, on the wholesaling and flipping side of things. And so he finally put out his first ad to get an assistant yesterday. And he, he sent me the ad. He's like, he's like, guess what I'm doing right now? I said, I don't know. What are you doing? Because I just put out my first ad to get an assistant. So he's getting that, but he's, he's got a videographer. So that was his first hire was a videographer. Uh, what's your cadence look like right now on the videographer side of things? Because um, not everyone's going to go out and get a videographer right away. Right. It's something that looks like you get energy from doing that. You'd like doing it, I think. What's your guys' cadence right now with your video creation? So he, he comes at least once a week until okay. we end up having too much that he is like, hey, I need a week of just editing, you know, and then yep. he'll he'll get those. But we were doing one video a week. Um, we had filmed so many. We did a Roseburg real estate rant where basically I answered like common questions. Hmm. And so that series of a handful of videos made it to where, cause they were only like two minute videos, yep. um, made it to where we had a backlog. And so we were like 10 weeks ahead. Cool. I finally fell off my weekly post, I think last week or the week before. Um, so anyway, we got to get, get back on it. <laughs> we've been working on uh, creating more videos like for our website and that sort of thing, working on team mm-hmm. videos, some different uh, ads that we run continuously on Facebook and that sort of thing. So that kind of took us away from the localized content, especially when it starts raining. Yep. I love it. I love so, it. Brady, any questions on, on your, Oh yeah, go for it, man. Yeah. Yeah. No questions popping in yet, but it's a, it's a perfect segue to our every, every other week when we do this, we like to do a little tips that actually work segment. And so Anthony's talking about how he finds his ideas. How do you, a lot of people struggle with that. Like where the heck do, or how the heck do I decide like what I'm going to shoot? And then you've got like the fear of overcoming being on camera. Like, what do I say? There's a lot of mental blocks people have there. So um, Anthony actually helped us create this guide, but we put together, I'm going to share it up real quick. Sure. And then I've, I've also got a question for you, Anthony, kind of on what the, what your videos have done for you locally <clears throat> as far as getting listings. But um, if you guys go to carrot.com slash uh, video, whoops, that's behind the scenes. Um, yeah. If you go to carrot.com slash video, um, you can opt in, uh, no strings attached, just put in your email and then we'll, you'll get this playbook. And our whole idea was like, okay, how do we take like Anthony's strategy and what he's doing and give it to people in a way that's really easy to digest. We can show them kind of at a higher level, like how the video marketing works, how to put out on your website. So you get the SEO juice out of it. So it's not only going to YouTube, um, a little bit about on, how to do some of that keyword research, how to overcome your fear of being on camera, what to say. 
And then the gold in this is uh, the templates that we give you. So how to find your keywords. And then we actually have a few scripts in here of like what to say. Literally plug in your name, your town, a couple of bullet points of what to talk about. We've got examples that Trevor put in for a video that he did way before he made this playbook for our co-workspace in Roseburg. That's still ranking last time I checked. It, um, and then 52 ideas. So enough for one idea every week of the year here. I'm not going to leave the screen on it too fast because I don't want you to take them all, but <laughs> just go to care.com slash video. We've got one for agents um, and one for investors. By the time you guys listen to this on the podcast, you'll have an option on there to pick and get both of them if you want. But that's a really quick way to get some ideas and um, get them up on your website, get them up on YouTube. I love yeah. it. I love it. And dude, yeah, Anthony, this, this would be, this would be something fun too, to like every time we connect and every time we bring you on here, I'm always impressed on how you're executing, you know, how you're here, you're executing, you're continuing to do video. It's a long-term play. It's something that you, the majority of your transactions likely come from not this activity right now, but you're really building something as you go. What, what have you seen? Well, good, bad, and ugly, but what have you seen over the past two years as you went from really doing nothing online except for buying Zillow leads to cranking out videos and seeing that happen? How are you seeing that impact the business so far and where do you see it going over the years, years ahead? Well, I think that's been a big catalyst that has allowed me to have my evenings and, and cool. weekends and stuff back. Plus, you know, it was every Wednesday, everybody knew I was going to be out of the office all day creating content. So then it all of a sudden it made it like, Oh, I could actually be out of the office all day and things would still run. But of course you can't do that without building a team and preparing for it and that sort of thing. Um, but the more time that goes by, like I said, I mean, there's the cool, like Roseburg famous aspect of it or what have you. But yeah, I think, I think that, and this was something I felt whenever I started and you, you put out a video and like some of those, some of those don't hit and get thousands of views. Some of them get a hundred. Well, if you have a 1% conversion rate on each video, you know, th there you go. I mean, you're making thousands of dollars for every video that you make. Hmm. Um, and then you're going to have the ones that end up ranking number one on Google and produce leads for you every week. And you know, those are the, the home runs, but it's all worth it. You know, yep. it's all worth doing, even though you, you may be embarrassed at your numbers at first, um, <laughs> you don't need a lot of views to be generating a lot of, a lot of business. Dude. And, and it's all about momentum, right? Like, like even with, with this behind the deal thing, it's a new show for us. And so out of the gates, we're not going to have a thousand people on live or 300 people on live. We're going to have a couple dozen people on live and then hundreds watch it. And then as we go, we're going to get thousands and thousands of people you know, watching these as I'm, I'm, I'm painting the future in, in there for us, Brady and Braden, <laughs> painting the future for us. Yeah. So it's all about momentum and consistency. And just real quick, I, I got to share this. We were having our team yeah. meeting last Friday and uh, there's a gentleman that starts knocking on the office door. And so we're like, oh, I got to stop, you know, go. And he's like, hey, I'm James from Texas. I've been watching your videos and you're, <laughs> you're famous. You should be an advocate for Roseburg and oh, no all, all that stuff. He's like, can I take a picture of you guys? <laughs> swear to God. Swear to God. Oh, but awesome. that was cool because, it, you know, I experience that every once in a while, but the team doesn't. And so yep. it was super cool. You're Shiloh. You're the one I've been talking to on the phone. Like, yep. it's so awesome to meet you. So everybody got to kind of experience uh you know, the hype that you get from, from, I don't know, I guess the celebrity effect when somebody has been watching all the videos and that is then they cool, actually man. be in person, but yeah. You know what? I just, I just thought about Anthony, the city of Roseburg needs to give you part of the tourism budget. Like they should just give you part of the local tourism budget. Say Anthony to go shoot more videos, to get more people to move here. 
I think we solved part of Roseburg's problems, man. The local, the local celebrity thing is a real deal. I was trying to explain to someone in the office just yesterday. They're like, "So what's Carrot? You guys are you guys software? You guys do marketing? What do you?" I'm like, and, and the one of the people I was talking to said, "Oh, you know that you know that guy who goes around town with a video camera and makes those videos of houses? Like he's a customer at Carrot." I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. thank you for explaining." It's like, <laughs> I, there's so many people I talk to that just know who you are, even if they don't know your name. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty funny. powerful. And like, you know, only having a couple hundred views or like, I don't know, 40 views on a YouTube video. Like, yeah, it's a good point to not dismiss that. Cause in a small town, like that's a, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it, search. with a, with a dollar and a press of a button, you get, you can get thousands on Facebook, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, people can still see it, but it's mm-hmm. the YouTube leads and those organic ones that are the ones that, you know, are your true, true followers. So that, that's, oh, go for it, Brady. No, I was, you might, you're probably bringing up the same thing. I was going to say that's like a bonus tips that actually work is like getting uh, YouTube views or excuse me, uh, video views on Facebook, how cheap that is that Anthony's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you've got the distribution of it, right? So guys, this is something to, to really remember big time. When we talk about evergreen marketing at Carrot, the first step is creating content that people are going to be searching for in an evergreen way. I.e., people are, as long as people are living in Roseburg, they're never going to stop searching to discover what the best neighborhoods are. As long as this neighborhood exists, people are never going to stop searching about properties in that neighborhood. As long as houses exist and we're actually able to continue to own houses and the government doesn't take them all away from us, people are going to forever search how to sell, how do I sell my house? How do I sell my house fast? in these areas. So those searches are not going away. And so that's the first part, creating pieces of content that get in front of people that are doing searches that are in an evergreen fashion. The next part then is like, you actually got to get them in front of them. You know, how do, how do you amplify that process? So you create the piece of content and if it's a video, ideally it's three to eight minutes long. You know, you can definitely do a minute, two minute, three minute videos if you're doing them on social, if they're Instagram or Facebook or something like that. Um, and that'll, that'll work on YouTube too, probably, but try to keep those videos, the videos of three to eight minutes, three to 10 minutes max. Cause then that's going to get the, the words on paper when you do turn it into a video post using the carrot video post feature. But then what Anthony does is he takes that one video and he repurposes it across multiple platforms. He takes it and puts it into, into Facebook. And when you put something on Facebook, Anthony, are you putting an ad budget behind every video or kind of what's your process right now? Not every video. I mean, I certainly do for my listings and that's kind of another mm-hmm. thing when you're on the listing appointment, like, Hey, I'm the only person who's not only going to make this video uh, to this quality and everything, but I'm going to put ad dollars behind it. Yeah. You know, you get a lot less, uh, questions about your commissions, you know, when you have those things built up and then yeah. obviously it's beneficial for brand awareness and all the buyer leads that we get from it. I, I love it. So you guys use the, the, the Facebook side of it there. And then on the YouTube side, you're putting up on YouTube, naming it something that people are likely going to search or uh, related around the phrase. So it can't just be like, I've seen some agents and investors upload a video to YouTube and it literally is the default title that came from the video camera, you know, where it's like, whatever it was, uh, vid H one five fifteen dash blah and then Sony or something. So guys, make sure you're naming them something that is going to be based on what someone might search. And how much are you seeing um, where people are actually in YouTube doing the search? Because you mentioned you're getting leads from YouTube. Are they doing a search in Google and then finding your YouTube video from a Google search? Or are they actually going to YouTube and looking for videos and doing a search in there? Or do you know? 
I think it's both, but yeah. I certainly have people that, you know, mention YouTube and talk about other YouTubers and stuff. And I'm just one of the YouTubers that they gotcha. watch, you know, so there's plenty of that too. I think if uh, the algorithm picks up that you're in Roseburg, you know, since we're, we have a handful of videos that are ranking mm -hmm. for Roseburg on that, on that first page, they start to end up in their recommended and that sort of thing. Yep. I love it. Here's another quick thing to see. Um, I'm sure if you guys are listening to the podcast, go to the YouTube version, go to carrotcast.com on the blog and check this out. But uh, you're looking at Anthony's YouTube account and I've got a tool. It's a free tool installed on here called TubeBuddy. And that kind of helps you pick uh, keywords, do uh, SEO research. And then it kind of gives you like a behind the scenes look on, lets you spy on other people's channels. I don't know if you've seen this, Anthony, but it's kind of cool. Uh -huh. It's yeah, I have it too. Free, yeah, super, super free, or it's free, super easy. Anyways, um, you can see he's getting uh, two and a half, almost 3,000 views a month. What is that? Uh, 100 views a day. Mm -hmm. That's pretty amazing. So it's like that combined effort after he's built up that catalog, it's compounding over 81 videos, 100 views a day. And then you can see channel keywords as well. You can actually pick keywords for your YouTube channel as a whole and keywords for your playlist as opposed to just your videos. So he's got... Mm -hmm. Roseburg, Oregon, Roseburg, Oregon Real Estate, Homes for Sale in Roseburg, Oregon, Anthony Beckham, Beckham Group, Roseburg Realtor, just like cramming them in there. I mean, we do the same thing with our Carrot YouTube channel. It works. So just get in there and optimize the crap out of it. But yeah, you get a lot of views here. That's I could your guys' three lead per day training or what have you on, on Carrot, your little course that you had. And that's really the only SEO lessons I've ever gotten is just from that little <laughs> online course that you guys had. And so, but now that's a huge part of the process. I mean, it all starts with me finding the keywords that we're going to use and planning everything around those keywords, you know, creating a video around what those search terms are. Hmm. This is cool. I love it. Well, guys, if there's any questions, pop them through and then we can dive into those questions. Otherwise, what I want you guys to do is like Brady said, go to carrot.com forward slash video, carrot.com forward slash video, get the video guide. Brady and Anthony sat down. They kind of collabed on that together. Anthony was a, a big, big help on being a resource there for the team. And Brady and the team put that awesome resource together. I think thousands of people have downloaded it. But if I had to guess, probably like single digits are actually actually use it. And so I want you guys to be one of the ones like Anthony, where you don't just listen to information and you, you file it away like a librarian that sits there on the shelf. I want you to take information and actually go put it to play. Okay. Librarians are amazing for cataloging stuff but we need someone to go out, out there and actually take action on it i like we're seeing with anthony so dude I'm, I'm proud of you every time we hop on being able to see what you're implementing uh getting some of that evergreen built into your business winning back some of your time which is what our purpose and mission here as a carrot uh thanks for walking us through the the zombie house man and hopefully someone takes that house now and turns it into gets it to be a rental property or something but you solved the real problem you helped uh get a family some cash in a house that probably wouldn't have been touched by almost anyone else in the area. They probably wouldn't have known, known what to do with it. You're able to make a profit on it for serving a real purpose. You uh, help that investor then also make some profit on it. And you're able to get a listing on that as well. So if you're an agent or and an investor, look at this and how you can use both of those together as an, as an agent and an investor, what we call a hybrid and guys, hopefully you guys got some great tips from Anthony and how he's really baked in evergreen marketing as an agent into his business, leveraging videos. So go to carrot.com forward slash video, get the video guide that Anthony helped our team put together. Go follow Anthony and just kind of uh, be inspired by what he's doing over there too. And Anthony, appreciate the time today, man. Yeah, of course. Always happy to be here.
for Any sure. Time, I guess. So next week, notice I said next week, not in two weeks. We're shifting. We're actually, you get a, you guys get a bonus episode of Behind the Deal next week because we have to shift our schedule for the holidays coming up and then we'll go back to every other week. But next week we're having Bo Hollis is coming back on and we're calling this the the financial freedom deal. Um, and you'll find out why, but he's got to, he's had the pleasure of adding someone to his team and helping somebody else find financial freedom. And so it's going to be an episode all about uh, kind of scaling your team and having more impact outside of being a solopreneur dude that so, one's gonna be cool so i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna double down on what brady's saying to kind of plant a seed for you guys because this gal wasn't she the bank teller and he would she always the be the guy yeah, he'd be the guy coming up with these big checks from real estate and she's like what do you do and long story short you're gonna be able to see her close her first deal uh that was uh with Bo and myself from that and she left her job and so i want you guys to see how she did that and it's really really cool because it's something every single person here can replicate it's not complicated it takes some some um you know getting out of your comfort zone using a proven system a proven process and if you're someone who's really really experienced and you've already done some deals and you're like i just want to know how to get more deals from carrot uh this exact thing is what you can do to get more deals bo is that guy He'd been to Carrot Camp. He'd started to get a couple deals here and there. He was creating videos, closing more of his offline deals because of his content and his videos. But he he wanted more deals, and so we ramped up what we'll talk about on that on that episode next week to get him more leads coming in. We partnered up on these deals, and this is one of those deals that came from that method. So we'll teach you guys how to scale it up on that week that uh, next week's session too. So. I love it. Brady, appreciate you guys putting this together as always, man. It's awesome. Guys and gals, if you guys are watching this, listening to this, hit subscribe on YouTube so you can be notified anytime we go live on these episodes. If you're on the Facebook side of things, go follow us on Facebook. Hit that big old follow button so you can get notified anytime we have a scheduled event like this coming out. And guys, we're going to continue to give you amazing content to help you win back more of your freedom, build the evergreen marketing in your business, just like Anthony's starting to do as well. So thank you guys. Anthony, you rock, man. Appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. Have a great week. See ya.